I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of your Business Boost podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbent and I am very happy to have you here today. I've hit double digits. It's episode 10. I'm so excited. It is definitely something worth celebrating. There is a much talked about curse of in sort of podcast land where a lot of podcasts only get to episode eight and then they disappear. That has not happened here. I've obviously busted through. I'm up to episode 10. I've hit double digits and I'm not going anywhere. I've got loads more content to share with you. And um, I'm just really grateful that you choose every week to spend a bit of time with me in your ears. Thank you so much for the gorgeous feedback that I have been getting and the reviews as well. It has definitely given me a huge boost and validated why I'm doing this. And um, yeah, because it's a really wonderful feeling to know that what I am putting out there is landing with you guys. And I have got something really special in store for you today because I am bringing you a guest. Uh, I want to introduce you to someone wonderful in my life. She is a former city girl, now super happy farmer's wife, and she took a little bit of time a couple of years ago to ask herself a really important question, something that I think we all need to ask ourselves from time to time. And that is, what would I do if time and money were no object? And in contemplating this, she came to jump out of her traditional predictable career path and follow her dream of becoming a professional organizer. So Bridget Johns is her name and her business is Be Simply Free. It's a professional organizing and declutter coaching business. Now, I know that for a lot of people, decluttering conjures up images of hoarders and color-coded underwear drawers and Mari condoing the bejesus out of everything we own. That is not what her mission is. Bridget's mission is to teach women to reduce their mental load by decluttering their homes, their phones, their calendars, and their minds. And the reason she wants them to do this is so that they can find more space in their homes and times in their calendars to collect moments, not things. And I just, I am all for this really, really important mission, which is why I have brought her on the episode today. Uh, She's going to be sharing some strategies with you to enable you to clear your cluttered mind. And let's face it, like, wow, our minds are so full, Um, but also about doing more of what makes us happy. So the importance of of, of making time for, for the things that we value in our lives, because frighteningly, so many of us kind of end up on the hamster wheel of life. And, um, you know, our 
lives are passing us by. Jesus, it's it's June for God's sake. So um, you are going to love today's episode. There is a bit of business talk, but I would have to say our chat is mainly going to be giving you a life boost and she's got loads of great tips to share with you. So I am not going to talk anymore. Please enjoy my chat with Bridget Johns. Hey, Bridget, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very, very excited to hear from you today because you are going to be giving our listeners a little life boost. Um, But I thought we'd start with the business stuff first. So I know everyone loves a business, business birth story. So would you like to share yours with our listeners? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Mine's sort of a full circle um, story because now I'm a declutter coach and life organizer, and it's coming back to my interest and strengths from um, when I was a child or in high school, but it was before I had um, those expectations of needing an, in quotations, good job. So when I was in high school, I wanted to be a visual merchandiser. And I wanted to design and organize those front beautiful windows in those retail stores of David Jones and Myers. And my first job was actually with Best and Less. And I gained a lot of satisfaction out of looking after my little area of the store and having the clothes all in the right um, clothes size order and the um, coat hangers evenly spaced out. (laughs) But I didn't think I was a creative person and I'm quite book smart. So I actually chose to study food technology and management at university, probably the complete office opposite spectrum of um, visual merchandising. And that's really a jack of all trades degree. So I was doing chemistry, biology, physics, statistics, wine marketing, animal husbandry, and the science (laughs) science of producing and packaging food safely. So that's where my formal studies took me. And I assume when I finished uni, I would move to Sydney or Melbourne or London because I'm based in South Australia, so in Adelaide. And I never expected to live in the country, but fate had a very different path for me. And I saw a great job as a food industry development officer based on the York Peninsula of South Australia. So that's about two hours from Adelaide where I was living. And I basically applied for interview practice and to and never anticipated I'd get the job, but I did. And still, after I got the job, I said, okay, I'll do two years of work experience here and then move to Sydney, Melbourne or London. But three months into the job, I met my now husband and that was almost 17 years ago. And I realised I wanted to make a life in the country because we can't move his farm. I broadened my skills and did Masters of Business Admin, uh, Diploma of Community Development, uh, Positive Psychology and Wellbeing and Certificates in Career Development And I worked in government and I supported economic development, well-being, engagement initiatives in education, workforce and skills development and export investment projects, always on one or two year contracts. And I'm the daughter of two teachers who spent their careers working for state government and in state government schools. And I just assumed I would stay working in state government too. But in 2019, five weeks into a new job, there was a machinery of government change. And what that means within state government, they can pick us up from one department and move us to another. So they took me from my strengths in skills and workforce to investment in trade. Um, And while a lot of my skills are transferable, 
I went from helping people change their family trees by empowering them to find jobs to being talking about the numbers and helping people make millions of dollars in export um, of product out of our state. And that wasn't really for me. And after lots of tears, um, going back and forth from Adelaide for different meetings, I thought something needed to change. And I heard a quote that was, not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. And that was a big game changer for me. I assumed I'd always stay in state government and never thought I'd start my own business. So in uh, that was in April 2019. And on the 21st of May 2019, I asked myself a big, bold, and audacious question. If time and money were no object, what would I do? And I wrote down I would be a professional organiser, which scared the bejesus out of me. And then I took baby steps to bring this tiny little idea to life. Um, on that day, I joined the Institute of Professional Organisers as a provisional member. And in August that year, I attended their annual conference and met other people doing this job that I'd always loved uh, to do as a hobby and in my personal life. And then I, yeah, took, I'd already had an anonymous blog, so no one knew it was me, but I had a blog called Farmer's Wife, Minimus Life on Instagram, and I used that as a tool to bring a business to life. I studied coaching. I worked with Lorraine Murphy, a wonderful business coach, in December 2019 and launched Be Simply Free, my business baby, on the 3rd of March 2020, two weeks before the pandemic hit. So, um, yeah, that's how it came about. And within that business, I help women to, uh, I teach women to declutter their homes, phones, calendars and minds so they have more space in their home and time in their calendar to collect moments, not things. And then I actually also have another side arm of grant writing as well. So I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, but never thought I'd be here, but I'm so grateful I have a business baby now. It's a great business, Bridget. I'm very, very privileged to um, be familiar with the inner workings of it and seeing how hard you've worked over the last um, 12 months to bring it to life. And you know what, like in saying that, having worked with you for as long as I have, I never knew your your origin story of the visual merchandising. So it's actually something that you and I have in common because oh, wow. when I when I was, I guess, sort of living part of your dream, which was I moved to London <laughs> to live and work, my first job there was in the visual merchandising department of a massive um, retail group over there and that was some of the funnest um, working times of my life and I've still got some really great mates that I made in that visual merchandising department so that's so funny I love I (laughs) I love these stories of connection like you know at at various points in in our lives so I think coming back to what you're doing now when people hear the word declutter, it conjures up images of like overstuffed garages and hoarding. What's a misconception about the work that you do that you would like to clear up? 
today? Yeah, I'd like to challenge people to think about clutter in a different way. So yes, clutter uh, is the boxes and the stuff piled up on all the um, things in our garages, but clutter can also be not visible to the eye. So um, I think the most cluttered place we can find is our minds, particularly for mothers. We hold all this mental load of running a family and potentially running our business and it just spins around in our head and causes us a lot of angst, stress and anxiety. So um, what I believe, Michelle, you and I are sort of like two peas in a pod. You're the business fairy godmother. And I sort of think of myself as a life simplification um, fairy godmother. You very much (laughs) are. That is so true. Yeah. And I believe um, everyone can benefit from working with a declutter coach because we can easily get swept away in the consumeristic world that we live in and stuff can creep into our homes. And we're sometimes sold that misconception that more stuff will make us happy. So if you think about your wardrobe, how many things do you actually wear in your wardrobe and what's hidden at the back of your garage that you said, oh, I'll just save that for some time that I might need it. And that was 10 years ago and you've never used it. But you can also think about your mind. Um, What's on the to-do list that's racing around in your head, stopping you from living in the moment, potentially playing with your kids or something, or what's an event you've uh, forgotten to attend because it wasn't written down or your kids haven't given you a school note that you need to do something with. And both, I I support clients with just decluttering both the physical things and the mental load that's floating around in their mind. And when I'm working one-on-one with clients, they generally, we work over goals over a three-month period, and they generally have two or three goals. And there are some common themes that come up with people. The goal number one is always around uh, decluttering their physical spaces, and that's predominantly why people choose to work with me. Um, But the real transformation comes from goal two and three. The second goal is generally around finding space for themselves in their lives. They're putting themselves last and they're tired and exhausted. And the third goal is normally around communication, particularly with their family or their partner. And when we focus on that communication goal, we see the dramatic change in their physical decluttering. And that's where they find the time to um, do things for themselves and find that me time. So we can think of all that hoarding decluttering, but I think most people could do with some decluttering of their lives and focusing on collecting those moments, not things. It's amazing. That's such a beautiful explanation, Bridget. I think, you know, you and I have a lot in common, like you said, and I think something that we're super aligned in is um, the benefits of streamlining things in our businesses and in our lives to get the most out of our days. Um, Would you like to just share your thoughts on, on this? Yeah, and every time I listen to your awesome podcast episodes, I think you can use a lot of the tips you're giving people for their business lives and use that in their personal lives as well. They're very similar to the tools I use in my declutter coaching business. But before we think of streamlining our lives, I want people to think about what their life actually looks like. Um, And we can run on autopilot and do the same thing over and over and again. And a lot of time people don't um, take the time to think about what their their own why is. We spend a lot of time thinking about our business why, um, but what do we want our lives to look like? So I think the main reason people can focus on their business why rather than their life why is we can see that dollar value conversion by investing time in working on our business goals because it generally uh, increases our profits. 
But I believe it's even more important to understand um, the why of our lives because I believe um, a meaningful life is a priceless gift we can give to ourselves. And to me, a meaningful life is not being rich or popular or educated um, or perfect. A meaningful life is being real and humble and being able to share ourselves and touch the lives of others. So to give business uh, listeners a, a life boost, I suggest they make time in their day to understand what is the why of their life. So for me, that is I want to live a life where I collect moments and explore with people that are important to me, so my family and my friends. And that flows on into my business, definitely, um, for Be Simply Free. I want to empower women to live a life where their homes and minds are decluttered so they can be simply free. So for some practical uh, tips for how we do that in our life, um, making that space for those moments, we plan an annual family holiday that um, we sit down as a family of four. So I have a nine-year-old son, a uh, seven-year-old daughter and my husband, and we'll sit down a year in advance and decide where we're going to go on holidays. So we've had family discussions and we've been to the snow because the kids wanted to go on a skiing holiday to see the snow. The next one was the kids want to see crocodiles. So we went up to Darwin for that. And the third one was to go to the Parks Elvis Festival because my husband is a massive Elvis fan. So what we do is we plan in advance and work together and explain to the kids that we need to save up money to do these experiences. And that helps us to um, not collect so much stuff as well. But then you can take that down to the, the monthly time as well. So we actually have a, um, a monthly family fun time. So on the 24th of each month, we just picked a, a day in the month. We picked the 24th because it's our wedding anniversary. We will do something fun as a family, regardless regardless if it's a weekday or weekend. And that could just be having ice cream and pancakes for breakfast or taking the tea we were planning to eat and go and eating at the park. But it's about making uh, time for fun in the everyday life. And then on a daily level, I make time for, for me time. So I'll go for a walk in the morning or do some cross stitch. So before people want to streamline their life, I want them to look and see what they actually want their life to look like. Because are you running on that hamster wheel that is life and doing things you don't want to do? So get to the heart of what you want your life to look like and then take the steps to make that happen. Oh, God, so, so important to start from that place, Bridget. And I think, um, you know, something that as business owners and just humans in general I think we can all be guilty of like having these you know beautiful plans maybe putting some of those into place but then when life gets super busy these things can can fall away I notice that myself when like my business really ramps up my life stuff goes to hell um, so have you got some tips that you can share with us about how to get some control back um you know maybe even some things that we can do to set ourselves up before life gets super busy um to prevent this these slip-ups as I call them from happening <laughs> Sure. My key tips are communicate and delegate. Mm -hmm. So work out what balls you're juggling and which of them are glass and which ones are rubber and can bounce. Um, so you can work out which ones you can pick up maybe on the weekend or in a few weeks time. Or even better, what balls can you give away to others to, to do and communicate <laughs> I love with? that. Yeah. Yes. 
And there's an awesome book called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufour, and she talks about the Webster definition of dropping the ball is to make uh, to make a mistake, especially by failing to take effective, timely, or proper action. And she flips that, and her definition, Tiffany's definition of dropping the ball, is to release unrealistic expectations of doing it all and engaging others to achieve what matters most to us deepening our relationships and enriching our lives. So we don't need to do it all. We need to communicate and delegate to others to make things happen. We don't need to be the the holder of all information. We can let others do it as well. So three practical tips you can do to ease that load. I sort of break them down into planning, washing and eating. (laughs) So my first tip is to have a day. I generally have a set me up Sunday, but depending on what your week looks like and even what mine looks like. So say if we're going to Adelaide for the weekend, I'll do a set me up day on say Thursday night. And the set me up Sunday plan is to look at the week ahead and to see what you've got coming up and what can move around and what can't. Um, And then have a discussion with my husband about what his week looked like and overlaying our weeks together to see who can do what on what days. As I said, we've got two children who need to be picked up and dropped off at bus um, pickups and go to sporting commitments. So who's going to do what on what days and having them written down in the diary. We'll then look at our afternoons and evenings and see what meals we are going to have on different days. If we are all say, for example, on Thursday is our sports day. So both kids go to netball and football practice and husband goes to his football practice too. So we're never going to plan to have a big roast on a Thursday night because that just doesn't work for us. So we might choose not to even make tea that day and have tea at the footy club or we'll pick something out the freezer or we'll put a slow cooker meal on that morning. So it's about planning your week out to simplify things for you. Um, Then it looks like writing a shopping list of what ingredients you need there. Firstly, looking at your fridge, pantry and freezer for using up what you already have in there. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have got veggies going off in the bottom of their fridge. So see if you can make some meals using what you already have do that food shop um, and get all the washing done so you've got clothes ready for the week. And that goes into uh, tip two, which is setting up a washing schedule. We generally wash clothes on Tuesday, Thursday, and maybe on the weekends. And I'm quite strategic about the days we do clothes washing because our kids have three school tops. So you can see those days are spaced out that there's um, there's a one spare school stop, school top if we need it. So if something goes awry, the kids have got enough clothes, but every second day we're generally doing a wash so the kids have got their school clothes. So if your kids are at a private school where they've got certain uniforms, you need to make sure your washing schedule fits in with when they're going to have uniforms there. Another thing is everyone in our house knows how to use that washing machine. So I talked about that communication and delegation. So teach your husband, teach your kids. I said they're nine and seven. They can operate the washing machine and can put washing on. Realistically, I do it most of the time, but I can get other people to do the washing there. It will take a bit of time to teach people how to do these things, but think about investing that teaching time, the time you use to teach them, as you're going to be gaining time in the long run. And my last tip was around the eating and we have a full freezer. We only have our fridge in the kitchen and we have a full freezer in our shed. So we've always got backup meals in the freezer that are ready to go. So we can double cook a meal so there's spares in there. 
And we have, um, again, delegating a task. My dad makes an amazing spaghetti bolognese sauce. He does a three-hour cook, probably even longer, using amazing ingredients. So I can't cook as good a bolognese as he can. So I've delegated to him to be our family bolognese cooker and he will do some portion packs. And when we visit Adelaide, I'll get um, a freezer or an esky full of um, portion packed bolognese sauce. And I'll just mix that with some angel hair pasta, which takes five minutes to cook. And there we go. Tea's done in 10 minutes. So we've always got those backups in our fridge. We're on a farm in our freezer. So we're on a farm. So it's, 40 minutes to get takeaway and there is no Uber Eats out here. So I find that as a great money-saving and time-saving tool to have those backup meals in the freezer. Brilliant. That's so good. They're such good tips. So yeah, it's all about preparation, isn't it? But, um, yes, they're, they're such great tips. I love that your dad is like the master of bolognese. That's yeah. Work out everyone's superpower and use yes, it. Yes, <laughs> but the delegation is 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 key. And I think, too, as your kids get older, I think that is a you know message for everyone is to to teach them how to do this stuff. I My mum, you know, God love her, but she, we, we did not do anything. Like she did everything we weren't even allowed in the kitchen when she was cooking so very sadly I I you know left home barely knowing how to boil an egg like it was really bad so I had to learn all this stuff as an adult it's much yeah. much better and it's so about I, yeah think about raising kids as raising capable adults mm-hmm. our job is to build them into adults so they can go into the world Absolutely. and do all these things yeah and that was my mission when I was bringing my girls up it's like I did not want them to be as useless as <laughs> I was when they moved out of home so um and look speaking of family I something that I really admire about you Bridget is how effortlessly you seem to blend you know your your business your part-time work and your family and you you know your family is quite busy and factoring in the the thing that where you you're traveling for way longer than (laughs) most of us suburban parents are to drive kids to football games you know Mm -hmm. two two or three hour round trips to play netball or footy um so I think lots of our our listeners are in the same boat just juggling all those life responsibilities with their business um so I'd love some insights from you of how you do this how do how do you manage it all (laughs) Yes, a critical, critical element and I would come unstuck if this ever died on me is my one centralised colour-coded online diary. So I run a Google Calendar so I can see it on my phone, I can see it on my computer, my husband can see it and my parents can see it because, as you said, um, I live two and a bit hours from Adelaide but a lot of the time I'll have my parents helping out with babysitting either up here or in Adelaide. And um, sporting commitments, last Saturday, I think we were gone for 13 hours. So we left at 6.30 on a Saturday morning and got home at 7 p.m. Saturday night. So between my son and daughter being the the 9 a.m. game plus all the travel to get there and my husband (laughs) playing at the end of the day, we have a big day there. 
But as you said, I run Be Simply Free part-time and I actually have two other part-time jobs, one for a one day a week and one for two days a week. So I technically have three calendars because within those businesses, I must have a calendar where people can book in. But my Google online calendar for Be Simply Free and my life is the one central place where everything is stored. So, and I color code it so I can see at a glance where I'm spending my time. So I could look back to last week and see what the predominant color was, or um, if I wasn't spending enough um, family time, I'll be able to see that. So for example, my jobs are blue, dark blue and dark purple. So anyone with a Google calendar, you can actually pick within each appointment to change the colors there. So um, I try and do one job on one day. So my brain's not flipping between all the things that doesn't always happen, but that's what I aim for. I I use the dark green as a life admin so I can see when I'm doing food shopping. I actually list when all our bus pickup and drop-off times are even though they're only 15-minute appointments in my diary but that's 15 minutes of my time I need to allocate out. Where I'm driving, which can be two hours or something, that will show up as green in my calendar and when the kids have any doctor's appointments or things like that. I also use the light green to show any of the cleaning we do Ironically, I only invested in a cleaner once I had my own business when I saw that complete um, use of my time. And I think that was one of your tips from an earlier podcast that um, think about how you're spending your time. And I wanted to save some time so I could spend it on the business. So in the last six months, we've got a cleaner, but she does the bathrooms and mopping and things, but there's still tidying up and decluttering that needs to happen. So that shows up in my diary as 15 minute little time slots, sometimes in the morning and sometimes in the evening. And then I show my health because that's important to me. So any exercise is shown in pink and any medical appointments I have. Orange is family time. So hopefully most weekends are covered in orange that we're doing things together. I um, want to stay married to my husband. So red is couples time in my diary. So sometimes I'll see a whole week without any couples time. And that's a reminder to me to make space in the following week for us to do something together. Yellow is my me time or personal development time. And I'll definitely notice if that's, if I'm feeling a bit rattled or not myself, I'll look at the week and see that that's not in my diary. And a really critical one, which I think a lot of people probably don't put in and is a huge tip for you, is to use the grey colour for anything you need to know about but not attend. So my husband's football practice is in there and you can choose within your appointments to make it free. So you can still book your time out, um, but shows that people are at footy practice or um, if my husband's taking the kids to dentist appointments. And a little side note there, when I was talking about communication and delegation before, um, my husband had never taken the kids to a dentist appointment while until I started working for myself. So I'd always taken time off from my employee job to take them to appointments. Granted, my job was within the same town the kids' um, dentist appointments were, but it wasn't until I started working for myself and we were both out on the farm, so he runs our farm business, that it was choosing who was going to take time out of their business to attend to the kids' appointments, which are super important to us, taking them to the dentist. So we use that set me up Sunday time to see who has space in their week to take the kids to medical appointments, because I think naturally we revert to caring responsibilities falling to the woman, but it doesn't need to. And my husband's more than capable of taking kids to appointments. (laughs) That's brilliant. 
So good. I love that. Like, yeah, they are. They absolutely are. And I think, you know, a lot of men are, are not given credit for, for what they can actually, what they are perfectly capable of doing to lighten the load. And I think for, for all of us, you know, it's not just, you know, everything shouldn't fall on our shoulders all the time. There yeah. is, and, you know, and if, and if, you know, there isn't someone in the home, there's other people in our in our village, you know, yes. of, of the people that help raise our children with us. So I think, yes, communicating with them and delegating, I am all for that. <laughs> so, Bridget, what do you think are the most impactful things that you have done in order to boost your business? I believe I have dreamed and I've dared, but most importantly, I do. So I do things. And you remind me often in our business accountability sessions that a lot of people have thought about what I'm doing, but the difference is that I'm doing it. And um, I had that big, bold, audacious dream to be a professional organiser and I could have chosen to think it was too hard, but I did take those baby steps to bring my business baby to life. Um, but as a risk adverse person, um, I've done that safely and what works for me. So I continue to have that part time job, but I also continue to change and adapt. And from June 30, I'll be dropping down from three days a week as an employee to two days a week. So I've got more space to help be simply free grow. Um, and is again, it's the communicating with those around me and asking for and accepting help both in my business life and my personal life and definitely having that business strategist and someone to keep me accountable for all the things uh-huh. I'm doing, but also to deal with my freak out emails or to give me a pep talk and say, it's all going to be okay. Just breathe and do the next thing on the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that was a bit of a setup, wasn't it? I, I actually, <laughs> that was not the answer that I was expecting. But thank you. And look, you do. And the, re- you know, what, obviously I wanted to get you on here today to give our listeners a life boost. But I also wanted to sort of shine a spotlight on you as a shiny example of someone who is growing your business in a in a way that that is really comfortable for you, but you are succeeding. Like, you know, you haven't just thrown everything up in the air and quit your jobs and not got any other source of income like you identify you know what what you need to to live and all of that kind of thing and you are doing this in a really considered way but you are you're treating your business with the seriousness and also the commitment of someone who is doing it full time and and you are achieving great things as a result. So I you know I really really admire what you're doing Bridget and I want to just ask you one final question if you could leave us today with one recommendation that would boost our business or our life what would it be? Yes, I love books and there were so many different podcasts and things, but I thought I'd leave as an overarching make me time a priority. I think you are the most important asset in your own world, but why do we put ourselves last? And I want to remind people to um, put some space in their day, their week, their month, their year for themselves. And yeah, I suppose as a micro business, I am the business most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm not functioning well, my business, my family and my health suffers. So 
For me, uh, me time looks like getting up early before my family at a very early time of 4.44, but um, over time I have built that up. So I almost get two and a half hours of me time before my family gets up. I definitely don't encourage everyone to get up at that crazy hour, but um, work out where me time can fit in your day. It's critical. So, so important. And I you know, I'm, I'm the same, like, I mean, you know, I use my Google calendar and I schedule it in. There is like, you know, a big, there's big blocks of me time in my calendar as well. Cause I think it is important when we are the business, if we're not functioning, the business doesn't function. So Bridget, thank you so <laughs> much for sharing all of your wisdom with our listeners today. Now you have actually got something coming up this week that may be of interest to our listeners. Would you like to share? Sure. Yes, I'm super excited to be offering a free online masterclass called Finding Time this Wednesday, the 9th of June. So that will be 8.30 to 9.30 Sydney time. And I'll be sharing seven tips to clear the mental clutter and find more time in your week. And you can register at my website, besimplyfree.com.au forward slash masterclass. Um, And as a little super exclusive for your listeners, um, Mish, I'll also be launching a course on that day. So from the 9th of June, you'll be able to enroll in my online course, uh, Clear Clutter, Find Time, and that will give participants um, over eight weeks. Um, I'll be your personal declutter coach and cheerleader and give people tips and tools to clear the clutter and find more time in their week for the important and fun things. So if that sounds like what you're looking for, um, I can't wait, I can't wait to help you give a step-by-step guide to decluttering and there'll be some masterclasses with two interior designers and videos in a membership group and a private Facebook community as well to cheer each other on and see the different ways people are decluttering their homes and finding more time for collecting moments, not things. so good and I will put all the links to that in the show notes so that um, people can just click straight through and um, you know I'm a big advocate for um, making time for the things that are important not just in business but in our life as well and you are going to be showing everyone how to do that um, as in your wonderful way that you do Bridget so thank you so so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, I hope that our, I know our listeners will have taken away some really amazing nuggets of gold. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback to um, everyone on what Bridget has shared with us today. Um, Bridget, thank you so much. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. And um, and to our listeners, thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.